Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 36 featuring a review of the brand new Angela Bettis starring horror film 12 Hour Shift. I am one half of your host podcasting on this October 4th, 2020. My name is JP and podcasting with me tonight as always is Carly. What's going on? It is October. It is October, uh, and I am enjoying my October. I am not being stressed and feeling like I have to bu- a bunch of stuff to do. I am just enjoying it, taking it day by day, watching moves, and uh, taking walks. I took a walk yesterday in the cemetery, and that is what I did. Uh, what is that noise? It's someone outside with a fucking megaphone. Oh, okay, that's okay then. <laughs> and I'm pissed. Uh, don't what be is pissed. that? I don't understand. <laughs> don't be pissed. I. Everyone always. Do, do these people not know I'm a podcaster? Uh, apparently not. What is that? What's what? A giant beep just happened. I, I just don't understand how these people don't have respect for me. Is there something going on outside? Like, is there like a wreck or something? It sounds like a freaking auction. He's like saying stuff about $500 and stuff. What the freak? That's what crazy. What an eye shall look. Okay, well, uh, I am doing October pretty well this time, too. I am actually... I've never really stressed about October. For me, it's more about bad things happening in my life that ruins my October which sucks I hate buddy that. what don't, don't let the bad bad things get you down what was the what were they doing I don't know there was a, I keep thinking there was like a fire truck going by and real slow and that's all I saw out there so I have no idea I didn't see anyone out the window but it looked like it sounded like they were right out my window well yeah what i was saying is i just normally october has been filled with grief and sorrow and sadness and it kills me every time it usually starts in like late september so it's like i already i I already know my october sucks going in and i'm i was thinking back to all the stuff and i'm like man literally like the last like four octobers at least four could be five actually like were kind of like miserable in terms of like i i still had fun on some of them but they were miserable in terms of just like bad things happening in my life like catastrophic events you know yeah i do know uh and that sucks that's i mean that's not really something that i've had to deal with on my octobers but i feel down because you're down every october Right. seems like so it makes me feel bad but bring you down right yes you are the misery to my life um but no i didn't know it does suck but this year i mean things so are far so good it's uh, honestly it's only day four and i feel like i've t- taken in so much october already i'm so happy about that normally it's like day like li- i do this almost every year it's like day 10 and i'm like i just start getting into it and i'm like man it's it's almost it's one third of the way through already and uh this time it's only day four and i've already like 
watched a bunch of movies like I've I've you know put up some lights and and lit candles and bought some extra things and stuff like that so I'm mm. feeling really good I, I I've watched pretty much almost two movies or more a night so far in October which is pretty good so I'm pretty happy uh feeling good uh it's, like I said it's only day four I feel like right now I'm not stressed about anything <laughs> so like it's really like I'm really just trying to make this moment last and, and hoping and praying that nothing bad happens pray to the Halloween gods that nothing catastrophic happens oh, oops in uh the next month <laughs> yeah um I think a big thing for me is the weather's been like super on point too because it seems like September, October are still summertime the past few years where it's like miserably hot out still. And to me now it's been like chilly. It hasn't been raining too much. So I've been like walking around. Like I said, I took a walk in a cemetery yesterday and I felt like a little spook and it was, it was cool. And, um, that's just, I like enjoying the fall weather. It's my favorite type of weather. And that's one thing that makes me happy. And yeah, basically just been watching movies. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's going to be a chill October, of course, because it's like we don't have that many movies to go see in the theater this year, of course. So I feel like it's just going to be laid back and I could watch whatever I want. And that's just going to be how it is. But that's fine by me. Right. Right. And I want to go to some more haunted houses, though. That's the one. Yeah, thing I, I kind of want to get into one of those at least this this uh, October because I usually skip them because I'm working usually. Yeah. But anyway, but... yeah, they are expensive, but, uh, anyway, so anything going on this week for you besides the stuff we just mentioned? Um, this week, not really. I mean, you and I are supposed to go to the drive-in tonight. Yes. To see Halloween 2018. Yes. Uh, which is so, st- I'm still annoyed that it's called Halloween <laughs> Halloween 2018 is what you have to call it. It, it is really stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which which Halloween is it? Like which number? So there's the original six, and then H2O. That's seven, and then Resurrection. That's eight. Rob Zombie nine, two. 10, so this is Halloween 11 then. That's what I said. I'll just yes. start calling it Halloween 11. <laughs> yeah, they could, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just stupid. I also it, it, hate, like, I was just going to say I hate how our driving's playing that with, like, an old movie. Well, I was, I was going to mention that, but first I was just talking about Halloween. So, what I'm saying. <laughs> what? Nothing. You've disrespected me once again. <laughs> no, it's just that, it's just that, like uh, we were gonna get to that, but first I was just discussing Halloween. I and thought we. Were, I didn't know. I did not know. No, I, I did forgot not know what there was, was much to say, say about, about how. Well, it was about how it was. It was leading up to the fact that they're showing the original chainsaw, but I was focusing on the fact that there is that it's the new Halloween by highlighting the fact that it's. It's Halloween 18 early on, so then the punchline, you know, is that it's the 74 chainsaw. 
Right. Well, what I was going to say was that Hold whenever... On. What about what I, I mentioned... was going to say? What? What about what I was going to say? No, I'm trying to explain <laughs> to you why you're wrong right now. Because you said about Halloween, and then you said, yeah. And it sounded like you were going to move on to a new topic, and I thought, oh my god, he forgot about TCM playing. I should mention it like a good friend. Oh, but I don't forget things, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop growling at me. Wait. <laughs> I was gonna, uh, I wasn't gonna say this, but now I am, because I'm staring at all these posters. Um, isn't it crazy that, like, at one time, like, in, like, 1989, let's say, mm -hmm. there was eight Friday the 13th, but there was only, like, five Halloweens? Yeah, it is. And... You know, there was, for the longest time, like, everybody knew, like, Friday the 13th is, like, the big franchise. It's, like, the biggest one. Like, the longest one, right? Yeah. Because there's twelve. there were 12 films. Mm. It, it, even when there were 11, you know, Freddy vs. Jason, at the time, 2003, there was, what, how many Halloweens? There was the original six, uh... H2O and Resurrection, so six, seven, eight. So it was yeah. eight to twelve. Yes. And then you look at um, the Freddy films, and there was the original six plus Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Freddy vs. Jason, so that's eight. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you look at Chainsaw, and what did you have? four five six you had six of them in what year uh it would be 2003 or no there there would have been four in 2003 yeah well i mean yeah because the remake came out in 2003 so you didn't have the prequel yet so you had one two three four and then so five then it, yeah, five. depending on what part of 2003 because freddy vs jason right. came out in 2003 as well yeah so, you had five. You had five of those. You had six Elm Street, or you had eight Elm Streets, eight Halloweens. And now look at it. There's twelve Fridays now. So there was eleven. So this mm -hmm. is when there was eleven. There's twelve Fridays, but there's eleven Halloweens now. Soon, almost twelve. Uh, there's, uh, only one more Elm Street, so, eight Elm Streets. Chainsaws, jeez, how many did we get more after that? There's the original four, the two remakes, that's six, and then 3D, and then just Leatherface, right? Yeah. So, eight? So, it's eight to twelve now for those, but it was, like, eight to five, or it was, uh... 12 to 5 it's like crazy how many i like I, I i'm almost like shocked that there's gonna be more there's gonna be the same amount of halloweens that there are on uh, friday the 13th well tech don't they have two halloween so won't it be like one yeah they're gonna pass them <laughs> they would pass them next year if it wasn't for covid yeah uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like Friday the 13th, like, mass-produced everything, because, like, they're the franchise where one was coming out every single year, where the other ones were kind of more spaced apart, and then it's, like, just a standstill, and it's, like, over. It's kind of depressing. 
It is kind of depressing. I would much rather have a new Friday coming out than, even though I like the Halloween franchise more, I would rather have it more than that. And then TCM, like who knew that one would become such a big one too. I mean. Yeah, it's kind of funny that TCM has had such a longevity in terms of just pure sequels because, I mean, and it wasn't always like that. Look, like 74... And then a giant gap, almost like 10 years, with 82. Right? 80. Wait. No, it was 86. 80, 86. So it was over so it was like 10 12 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Four, yeah. 12 years. And then 86 to what? 90? 90? I think it's 90, yeah. Yeah. So another four years. And then 90 to 95. Is it 95 or 94? I think it's four ninety four. So another four years, but but then you have almost ten years again with nine mm-hmm. years, and then there was a quick turnaround and with a three year gap. Um, that's why I like part uh, the beginning and and O three a lot too though is because they feel the most sequel like they feel like the most of the same story. Right. It's like the tr- <laughs> only true continuation. Because <laughs> even the original two doesn't feel like the first. I mean, it, it it has the same characters. It just doesn't feel like the first one that much. So. Yeah. Um, And then, what what was 2006 was that one? And then when did they do 3D? 2013? Yeah. 13. And then they did another one in 2017. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. getting about, on average, you're getting two a decade. So you had two in the 90s, two in the 2000s, and then two in the uh, 2010s. Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> weird. They're so spaced apart. It's like some guy just wakes up every 10 years and is like, you know what we need another one of? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like every six or, like, or so years. Yeah, well. Yeah, and they they there's a new one coming. Is there? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure COVID probably slowed down production, but yeah, they remember they uh, or was it already filming? Yeah, I think it was already filming because they they got rid of the director and brought in a new director, which is crazy. Yeah. It's like Fetty Alvarez pr- pr- uh, produced. Probably not gonna be that great, honestly. Um, mm. They have, they haven't. I mean, I liked Leatherface, but they're not great movies. They're just like okay, like direct-to-video stuff. Yeah. Like I yeah. did, I did really like Dur- Leatherface, but it's not, it's not like it didn't feel like Big Chainsaw. It just felt, it felt like a, like a cash-in kind of thing. But I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But it's just fascinating. Uh, speaking of Chainsaw, see, buddy, that's how you segue. All right, dude, go on. Mm-hmm. What about it? We have, uh, we're seeing the 1974 Chainsaw. And the reason I asked you that is because I know that, like, the Brownsville Drive-In is not the best at picking posters to put on their Facebook announcements. So that's why I asked you, are you sure that that's the original? Because, like, I know that the poster is the original, but it's not the original poster. So it's it's just, uh, I was like, it's just a Leatherface poster, essentially, you know? So I was like, uh, are you sure it's the original? And I still don't know. I just assumed that it is. 
I, uh, I think I might say it on the... I, I, now you got me thinking. But that is true. They do be... And they announced stuff like showing this weekend Halloween and and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I'm mm-hmm. like, they don't put years on them. Yeah, I'm, pr- uh, I'm pretty sure it's the original because uh, there's another thing here with the posters and the Halloween one is the 2018 one and I think that would be really stupid if they mm-hmm. put the completely wrong TCM. Which I wouldn't be mad because I do like the remake but I'd be pretty sad because I want to see the original one really bad so um i would be cool with the remake because i actually didn't get a chance to see that in the theater when it came out yeah so i would actually be okay with it honestly um but i because i because the way i see it is like i'm gonna see chainsaw on the big screen eventually you know what i mean like it's but like seeing the remake is probably slim to none yeah true but yeah, so uh, that should be fun tonight. I I wasn't excited in, until I started talking about it. I mean, I wasn't not excited. I just didn't think about it really. But now I'm actually mm-hmm. excited. I'm actually looking forward to revisiting 18 as well. Just, I mean, I would prefer it to be the original Halloween. In fact, I would actually prefer it to be like Halloween 2 or something different mm. than even that. Because I've seen the original Halloween, I think, three times. I've seen it no time, so I kind of wish it was Halloween. <laughs> in, in a theater, that is. I've seen it a million times at home. but Right. And, <clears> uh, <throat> obviously. Um, but, but, yeah, the uh, it should be fun. I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be cold now, though, so that's interesting. We didn't, we haven't, have we ever been to the drive-in in October? I don't think. I think usually that September event is our last, right. uh, run through the drive-in i'm I'm very happy with uh how the drive-in has been supported um brownsville definitely put out a thing saying like their drive-in it's been like really successful this year so that makes me happy Mm -hmm. because i want that thing to live forever remember a while ago when we thought it was shutting down oh yeah wasn't it they had to switch over their projectors, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of, apparently yeah. they were like a hundred thousand dollars each, and Brownsville has three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There so... was a huge fundraiser, and we were actually like nominate. We were, um, I don't know, like Jeep or somebody was giving away uh, a couple of them to different drive-ins across the oh, yeah. country, and we were like a finalist. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I think if that happened now, there would be a lot more support for it. Yeah, definitely. Because you had to like, vote I, or something. But yeah, anytime I drive by, it's like packed with people like on the weekend, so that yeah. makes me happy. And I feel like they're starting to like understand what people want to see a little bit more. They're still always like off by a little bit. <laughs> we were talking <laughs> about that earlier. Like they just always like they'll show something we really want to see, and then they'll show something that like we don't want to see. It, or like even with the new movies right they'll show like a movie that we really want to see but it'll be second to a movie that we've already seen <laughs> yeah or it's like since they have three screens it's like they'll be playing one movie we really want to see on one and then another movie we really want to see on the other so it's like it, yeah. it's annoying and like even tonight even though we already saw it, the other one is like Christine is playing on screen too and 
it's in like the past why can't last you... year, which is Brandon Cronenberg's new movie, which I want to see. But it's like if they could have put Possessor and TCM together, it would have been perfect because we've already seen Halloween 18 before mm-hmm. and don't really have a huge interest in seeing it again. And we actually watched Christine earlier this year at Riverside, so right. it would have been perfect to see Possessor, which is a new horror film, and an old horror film in TCM. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a feel, I think TCM is going to be on screen three, which means that people are probably going to freaking... I don't know. I think... Well, they're, they're showing Hocus Pocus and Goosebumps too, so I assume that one's going to be pretty popular. It is Sunday now. Normally Sundays mm-hmm. are not as packed as any of the other days so um we should be okay but yeah i want to go probably a little bit earlier than we have in the past because i think it's getting darker soon and i kind of want to get a decent seat yeah yeah it gets dark at like freaking 6 30 at this point i want to go get cheese fries yeah i don't know if they i I feel like they still start the movies at the same time because i drove by there yesterday and it was like 7 p.m and it was like pitch black out already and you know people were still coming in so i feel like they start them at nine no matter what or like 8 30 but i could be wrong i don't know so let's see well i think the box office doesn't open till seven now so oh yeah didn't think about that um anyway what should we talk about next? Uh, oh, uh, 31 Days of Horror. I'm yeah. feeling good. I've recorded... Uh, actually, my video for today shall be uploaded, is already uploaded, and it'll be ready to go in like two hours. It's mm-hmm. scheduled to upload, or scheduled to release. Uh, for day number four, I went... It, this year's like pretty nice, too, because I'm not doing any theme. Just doing whatever, as long as I haven't reviewed it before. And, uh, yeah, I watched, I did New York Ripper. Nice. So, that's a, uh, that's a, I watched it on the 4K. Oh, okay. Um, I probably, like, get that movie more now than I ever have before. Because, because it does have, it's like, it's a giallo. But I feel like it has more slasher elements than typically in Giallo's. But I could could just be because it's set in New York. <laughs> but, I don't know. Um, I like I don't mind that one. So to me, it must be more of a whore hair movie because I don't like Giallo. Yeah. Um, well, there's luckily a lot of violence in it too that like keeps you entertained. But right. I'll talk about more about that later. But yeah, I was like really happy with the. Uh, 4k there man and it's it's nice to just watch whatever right now and 22 shots isn't like overbearing right now Mm -hmm. either and actually we're taking a week off in october which makes me really happy because that'll be a whole week where i don't have to prep for anything but i'll probably watch some of the paranormal activity movies during that week because we're gonna have a two-week prep for paranormal which is good (laughs) yeah um and then uh, the Halloween show is only like three films and they're all Halloween centric so it'll be easy and then uh, the only thing else we're doing this month is Carrie which I don't know like I just feel like those movies are going to be really easy to watch uh, I've seen three of them out of the four and I don't think any of them are particularly hard to watch <laughs> just, you're just did watching you, the same you see, movie though 
Did you see Jamie's post? Yeah, I did actually. On Carrie? Yeah. Um, I really felt that, man. I really mm-hmm. felt that. Jamie Sammons, um, or Jenkins, uh, I think she goes by both. Yeah. Is it, oh yeah, I, I was That's trying to think, I was trying to think which one with the original, which one the new one is. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Jenkins is the fun one because it's two J's, but. Right, yeah. Um, but the thing that she posted like I was reading it in my car and it touched me because I was thinking back to the movie mm-hmm. and the way she worded it you know about how Carrie you know this one moment like meant so much and it's not only about in the moment right it's not about how she felt in that moment giving her one good night it yeah. literally could have changed her entire life going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always, I, I've always kind of felt. That's why I love the original Carrie because I think they do it so well, especially with the, the the part where she's like announces the queen and it's like slow motion and the music's playing and she looks so touched. And then or, earlier on when Tommy's like saying, "Hey, we're gonna go to this club or whatever after the." Uh, you know the prom and he's like inviting her and she's like oh i've never been there like that could have been like such a cool experience for her and then the part the afterwards when she's in the bathtub that part always like gets me because she's like cleaning off all the blood and she starts like crying and it's just like reminds me of like a kid who just got bullied at school but it's like she just got (laughs) bullied and then killed everybody but um yeah so i felt that too especially like the original carrie that one really gets me more than the other the remakes do right and i haven't seen o2 or 13 in a long time yeah um i remember thinking that o2 was like decent but nothing special mm-hmm. but i am more interested to in checking it out since angela bettis did such a good job in may which i recently watched and then the 13 version i think chloe grace moretz is like a very good actress and she she does a good job like capturing the essence of carrie i just think she doesn't look the part because she's just like really pretty (laughs) yeah but then again i do know that it's not all about looks right like i i knew some pretty girls who got bullied yeah, it's about personality. And they I, I feel like she looks plain enough in Carrie to like yeah. be cons- she's like not hot. She's like just very plain. She's also like 16, so I'm not going to say if she's hot. Yeah, she's the same age as me, so she was she was actually a teenager. Right. In that and movie I thought I like that about it. It was good casting in terms of like them actually getting a teenager. Cuz Sissy Spacek and Angela Bettis. Angela Bettis was 29 and Carrie and I think Sissy Spacek was like 26. So and it, yeah. it you, you could tell especially in the tv version you could tell those people are all like 30 yeah you know what and and even i don't know it helps for me that like even when i look in like yearbooks like of like the 70s like i everybody just looks old as hell in high school to me <laughs> true so, yeah like i just feel like people in the 70s look old but um mm-hmm. it, it it definitely is true though i mean they they like John Travolta <laughs> looks old as hell. 
You watch Grease, and those people are legit like 36 playing high school. Oh, it's like it's ridiculous. But but it made me like really because like I've always that and uh, Jamie and Brian what they're doing this year uh, they always do like a theme every year like they did the greatest Halloween ever where they just watched uh, they rotated back and forth with their favorite films ever horror films ever. Mm. Uh, they did a all hauntings one last year or ghosts I think and they've done a few other ones um what was the one that they did remakes they did remakes mm. this year is uh Halloween is king so every day they watch a Stephen King one which I love because I love Stephen King movies and I've always said that if there's one type of film to get me in the mood for October it is Stephen King films it always works for me always so I was I've been following along their po- their posts and like they watched um Carrie that's why they watched it and I started thinking back like uh one of my favorite memories of watching Carrie I actually have two really good memories of watching Carrie uh one was I went to uh a Halloween party um in what was it like I think I was 16 because this was around when I got my underage drinking mm-hmm. um, that first time there. And I was at this girl named Tiffany's house. Um, she was dating my friend Justin. And we were uh, like we had a big party thing. And then it was like the night was like going over. And uh, me and her brother David... Um, we're like the last ones up and we were just chilling in the living room and it was AMC Fear Fest and I flipped it on Carrie and it was just like so dope watching it. It like just started and I just sat there like on the couch, like drinking beer and just watching Carrie and like eventually fell asleep like towards the end. It was cool. And then the other time, a couple years later, uh, probably like 2013 or 14, I reviewed it on 31 Days of Horror uh, maybe 2015, and I was going to a party of my friend Abby's, like a Halloween party, she used to have these, um, Halloween parties every year, and they were always, like, the best, uh, they would decorate real good, and everybody would dress up, and it would just be a blast, and I had to hurry up and watch a movie and review it before I left, so I watched Carrie, and then I went to a Halloween party, it was really fun. Very cool, buddy. Very cool. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Stephen King movies just work so well for me. I'm actually looking forward to dipping into the Carrie films this week. And, uh, yeah, I have a... I'm actually... For tomorrow, I'm gonna be doing, um... Because the, you'll hear this well well after tomorrow. Mm. I'm actually going to review Are You Afraid of the Dark, the limited miniseries uh, event that aired on Nickelodeon last year. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Are you familiar? You're not that familiar with Are You Afraid of the Dark, right? That was before your time. Yeah, it was like a few years before when I would have been watching. Yeah. I don't know. It was like 90s. I think it, it got revived in the late 90s for like one season or two seasons, I think. But... 
it's it's truly an amazing show like it is horror fodder like it will turn people into horror fans at a young age i love it so much it's way better than goosebumps like in terms of the stories Mm. way better but goosebumps is good too it's just way better and uh they revived it into a mini series which i'm sure talk about more next episode but i started watching it just i picked it up at walmart and i was like yeah you know what i want to see this and i started watching it and i was like you know what this isn't bad like it's cringy to me a little bit because of like how the kids are yeah but it's just because i'm old now you know it's i'm not like i'm i'm just not that age so i don't like i don't know for some reason the like romance stuff or the love interests of the kids just like i don't know i just can't get on board with it anymore and i guess that means i'm officially old right Yeah, I mean, is the acting, like, really cheesy, though, too, in it? Or yeah, is it it's cause... like kids at, It's like Nickelodeon acting, which I will tell you. decent. It's better like than watching... what it was back then, <laughs> that's for sure. Just watching, like, episodes of Goose. Oh, like, those just, are like, horrible. Those are horrendous. Like, I was... So it's not, like, that bad? No, this is professional okay. acting. It's Great. just... it's. I mean, there's some stuff that's better than others, but... Uh, it's it's a very different type of movie though. I thought it was kind of smart. Basically, uh, you know, I'll, I'll save it for next week, I guess. But it, it it basically isn't like an anthology like the first one. Mm. Um, I'll get into the plot next week, but because I, I still have the last part to watch because it's a mini series. But it's not a traditional anthology where there's like, you know, a different story each week, like. It takes the core concept of Are You Afraid of the Dark where these kids are telling stories, but then it sets the movie in the world of the kids. It's not in the world of the stories. So it's basically the Midnight Society are the main characters instead of being the ones telling the story. I see. Do you know how... Do you Have you seen Are You Afraid of the Dark ever? Uh, you made me watch one episode once, and that's, like, the extent of what I've oh ever seen. Oh, my God. We got to get into that, buddy. Jeez. You're going to have so much fun. <laughs> Do you say... There's so many shows that you say this about that well, we never end up cool watching. Well, what's cool about this... What's cool about... You know what? I'll bring over this actual DVD, because what's cool about this miniseries that I picked up at Walmart on DVD here mm-hmm. is it, the special features. It has three episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? on from the original series as bonus features it has the tale of the laughing in the dark the tale of the ghastly grinner and the tale of the dead man's float those sound scary they are and what i'll tell you is those are probably the three scariest episodes uh if if i'm thinking of the right dead man's float because there's there i always get mixed up episodes but if it's the one about the swimming pool in the school then it is definitely the scary one of the scariest episodes. So uh, I'm gonna have to break these over, and we're fucking watching them because they're. I love that show so much, and Halloween's perfect time. Like, remember last year we watched Garfield's Halloween, and there was another yeah. Halloween special. Well, we're gonna watch some some uh, TV, and I actually watched one of the episodes last night because I was like. 
I finished uh, the second episode of the miniseries, and I was like, man, I, I, I really want to just dig into these three episodes of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because I love that show. It's so good. But yeah, I wish that somebody would release the whole series because it is it is one of my favorite childhood things. But yeah, man, I started thinking about all the like specials and how I just one year I want to just get a like go find all kind of obscure specials and episodes and and whether it's like Roseanne or. Uh, you know hey arnold all the all the halloween things and just you know if I, they're on dvd buy the dvds if they're not then you know find them on youtube and like rip them to a drive or a disc or something and just go through a whole all month and just at least watch like one or two of those type of things a night too because yeah. uh it takes me back man and that's cool so yeah that's uh i guess you got anything else <laughs> Um, I don't think so. Alright, so let's get into the films that we watched this week. Alright, who shall go first? I shall go first. Alright. Alright, you shall go first. What? Wait, whose blind spot is it? Me. So you go first. Oh, I haven't watched that many this week, honestly, but that is okay. It is okay. Uh, yes. It's all right to have a small segment sometimes, yes. But uh, first up, as per my Survive 2005, I watched Dance of the Dead, uh, another Masters of Horror Hair episode, because I am a I thought that was season two. Is it season one? Yeah. Mm. I promise. It's Tobe Hooper. Mm-hmm. The Tobe Man. He, I think he did one for season two as well, though. Um, but anyway, Dance of the Dead, this is the one that's got uh, Robert... England is in this, and um, what was this even about? It's a zombie thing, I think. Yeah, it's a, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, there's a girl, she like works at this diner with her mother, and her mother's kind of like finicky and uh, doesn't like people and stuff like that. But uh, the daughter works there, and then these uh, sort of bad boy guys come in one day, and they're like talking to her, and they're like, hey, you gotta get out of here. And then they're like saying to her mom, like, you, you, you're, like, ruining your daughter's life and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, uh, the girl is like, you know what? I'm gonna go with these guys one night. And then she goes with them, and then there's, like, this weird uh, shindig place, uh, and Robert England's, like, the host, and it turns out to be bad. Um, This is one that I didn't really like. Sorry, I watched this, like, a little bit ago, so my memory's off, but I, I do remember I didn't like this when I first saw it, but um, I kind of came around on it a little bit more. I, I was pretty entertained. I like the beginning of portions a little better um, than what ends up happening at the end. I think it's kind of silly, the whole Dance of the Dead stuff. I just think it's kind of cringe. But um, besides that, I, I kind of enjoyed the story a lot more this time around than I did originally. So that one was all right. And then as per my Survive 2005, I watched the Amityville Horror remake. Now, mm. yes, I think I told you that I remember this last time I saw this, I was very cringed out by it and didn't think it was that good and it seemed like a parody of the original. Watching it this time for, I don't know what it is, but like I actually liked it more again this time. Because I used to like this movie just as much as the original growing up. Uh, I always watched them all the time, both of them. But um, That's another... That's another film that really oozes Halloween vibes to me is the original two Amityvilles. 
Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. I do like to watch those around this time. But yeah, this is the remake, of course, and you got uh, Ryan Reynolds in it and Melissa George as the mother. Um, and uh, it's actually not that bad, honestly. I think Ryan Reynolds is pretty good in the role, despite you know he's it's very out of character for him because he's always in like superhero movies or comedies. Um, I actually think he does really well in this movie, and he plays like when he has to play like an asshole type of character I think he does a really good job so um didn't mind him much at all I thought he was really good um only there's aspects to it I don't like I mean you see obviously the ghost girl of Jody in this movie you actually see her and that takes away from I guess the realisticness of it where in the original movie it's all in your head and like sounds and that's kind of it and this movie's like how they does try that to, take away like, the realisticness of it? Just seeing the actual physical ghosts. Yeah, like, but they're they're aren't they actually being haunted? Yeah, they're actually being haunted. But you know what I mean? Like old movies like rely on sound and lights turning off. What about the like eyes that? in the window in the original? That's yeah, actually the, seeing stuff. All right, but it's just eyeballs. It's not. Right. It's just so, like, it could be. Anything. I think what you're trying to say is not realistic, but. Um, more about like effectiveness not seeing the ghost is more effective it feels like it's taking from like the ring and the grudge of the time where they're like we gotta show the ghost and it, it honestly it look, comes off a little dated at times too um, when I was a kid I thought that was terrifying I was like oh this is the remake and it actually shows the ghost it's gonna be scary but now it's just a little bit dated there oh the babysitter part in this movie i think is very cringe that's i think that's the one thing that really gets on my nerves oh where she's like freaking out in the closet i like that part uh in this it's just uh, i don't like it and it does not does she have the oh wait no no i might be confusing the original does that happen in the original too but it's different the original just like this dorky girl watching them and this one it's like this with the braces right in the original, yes. Yeah, great. okay, that's the one yeah. I'm thinking of that I like. Yeah, that part's good. And this one, it's like this slutty girl who should not be babysitting kids yeah, at all. Yeah, know that she should. <laughs> no, and she's not even hot, is the that thing, That was too. my babysitter. Like, she literally... Whatever. She comes in the house... I, I had a babysitter who was a total whore once. Did she come in the house and, like, take off her shirt and be wearing, like, a crop top type of thing? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, your family would have allowed it. But I'm just saying, it seems like these people would have, like, thought not to leave their kids with this woman. But, um, and it's actually, the babysitter in this movie is the girl from P2, I realized afterwards. And I like her in P2, but I did not like her in this move. Anyway, uh... She does the same thing in P2. She takes her shirt off and isn't all all boobs hanging out everywhere not in front of a bunch of little kids and then tell a story like it's so stupid she like gets on the bathroom and she's like i really shouldn't tell you guys this your parents will kill me and then like tells a story in a cringe way oh no the sirens but anyway amityville is a movie and it's it's not as bad as i had said but there are some moments i find cringe um then after that i watched Candyman from 1992 and Candyman. Candyman. Yes, Candyman it's one th- is awesome. I think that the score is fantastic. The, just the opening right away. And that's another one that gets me right into the Halloween vibe. It's like the opening helicopter shot, dude. Oh, over Chicago. It's so good. And then the music, the piano. 
um, the, the romance of it, the setting, the beauty, it's, the only thing I have issue with is, is the end just feels like typical bullshit horror, um, but, <clears throat> Candyman has quickly became one of my favorite horror films ever. Yes, say more things. Yep, I will, <laughs> that's what I was trying to do, um, but yeah, the, uh, the thing about Candyman that's also cool is it's it's Tony Todd uh, leading the charge here, and it really established him as a very um what's the word capable actor, right? Like he can really carry a performance, a strong performance, a strong presence. Like he, it's actually a shame that he didn't get a lot more roles. Because he is fantastic and phenomenal in Candyman. And uh, I was so looking forward to the new Nick DaCosta or whatever it's called. Candyman, Nia DaCosta. I forget who it is. Because um, everybody gets mad when you say Jordan Peele's Candyman. <laughs> right. right um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. But it unfortunately got pushed back. But at the same time, like, I can... I'm almost like, at this point, since this year's almost over... I'm just like, you know what, let, yeah, let's just save and make 2021 the best year for horror ever. You know what I mean? Like, at first, in the beginning of the year, I was upset in April and May that all these great films were being pushed back. But now, we're almost through the year. Let's just push them all back, and then we'll have them all for next year. You know? Yeah, hopefully. Um, But Candyman is a good move. It's one that has grown on me over time. Because I wasn't always crazy about it. And every time I watch it, I like it more and more. And I think Tony Todd is great as the role. And I think it's just one of those annoying movies where this girl gets into this trouble. And then, like, it's like every, like, she keeps getting blamed for all this stuff. And you're like, no, she didn't do it, I swear. But she's covered in blood and, like, has a knife. And it's like, she probably, it looks like she did it. And that stuff always gets on my nerves. But, um, I mean, it works in this movie. And it's a good film. But the setting is fantastic. I mean, I love when they're actually exploring the projects and it's just so gross and grimy and you know you got the graffiti everywhere and stuff like that um it, it's a solid movie and i thought the blu-ray looked really good um great score all that stuff yes candy man and after that i watched a movie called night school from 1981 it's a good move have you seen it mm-hmm. it's the uh warner archive right yeah I've reviewed it. Oh, I thought you did not see it. Interesting. It's a little less slashery than I expected. Yeah, it is. I enjoyed it, though. I thought I liked the whole night school concept, and there's some good scenes in it. Like, I really like that scene where she's walking down the road, and then dude's, like, coming at her, and then, like, she keeps turning around, and it's, like, old-fashioned. And then, you know, when she's in her apartment... And, um, taking a shower hair and, you know, stuff is, like, going on while she's in the shower. It's, like, scary because I always fear that someone's, like, breaking into my house while I'm in the shower hair. But, uh, it was a cool movie. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's one I've had in my collection for a while and finally was, like, I'm going to watch this. And it, it was a good little standalone slasher. I recommend it to people who enjoy their slashers because it's, it's more serious, I feel, too, than, like, goofy, especially for that time when some slashers weren't necessarily the most serious thing in the world but i thought it was cool 
And then uh, lastly, I watched The Changeling, which I just watched last night from 1980. Um, it's another one I've had kind of sitting on my Blu-ray stack for a while, and I was like, I want to watch this, and I shall watch it. And that was a cool one. Have you ever seen that one? The Changeling? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I always get it confused with... I, well, at first I thought you were asking me that because I thought you were talking about burnt offerings. Oh. So you're I always talking. get those confused. Understandable. Changeling's great. It's a good movie. It is. It's actually quite creepy mm-hmm. um, at times. That See, this is what I was trying to say. It relies on more sounds and lights flickering on and off stuff. Like, good old-fashioned ghostly movie. I liked it. Haunted right. House movie, rather. Um, but, yeah, so that was a really good one. That was a good, cool one to watch around this time of year, too. I think any Haunted House film works really well for Halloween time. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's all I, that's all I watched. Those five lone moves. Okay. Um, I don't think I watched much more, but I watched some. Right. So, what did I watch? Let's see here. First up would be, I did Blackwater, right? Uh huh. Okay. So first up is Onibaba. Right. Which is 1964. It's a Japanese movie. It follows these two women who are um, basically surviving by attacking and murdering samurai s- soldiers on their way home from war and stealing their armors and then selling them and their neighbor is a war deserter and he's kind of doing the same thing and things take a twist when they they kill someone with a mask um and it's like a haunted mask it's like a cursed mask but um it's honestly like really good like i didn't expect to like this movie 1964 japanese cinema um, it's not really a ghost story like you typically get in the 60s, but it's really good. And there's actually a ton of like nudity in it, which I was like kind of shocking for me. And yeah. it was really good atmosphere, good visuals, good location. I loved it. It was 8.5 out of 10. That sounds like a move that I would put on and look at my phone. (laughs) Gotta stop doing that. Uh, Okay, Children of the Living Dead, 2001. This is a film that is... Have you ever seen this? No. Okay, it's basically... um, You know how, like... um, Day... Or, sorry, Return of the Living Dead was kind of a pseudo-sequel to Night of the Living Dead? Yes. Because, like, they reference Night of the Living Dead in, in, in Return of the Living Dead. He's like, you know, back in the 60s this happened. He's like, typical army screw up or whatever. He's like, sent the canisters here. He's like, have you ever seen that movie? Night of the Living Dead. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's where the corpses come back to life and eat the people. And he's like, yeah, it's based on a true story. You know? You just you just wanted to say that line. I want to say all the lines. <laughs> yeah. It really happened. But uh, this is kind of the same thing. Um, Children of the Living Dead references Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead. 
But again, nothing feels the same. Like, they don't feel like the same zombies or anything from either of the movies. Um, it's really bad. It's bad, bad. In terms of, like... It's set in, like, a Pennsylvanian town where there was a murderer um, who used to kill children or capture children. And there's a zombie outbreak at the same time. And Tom Savini, who plays a complete badass, goes in and, like, wipes out all the zombies. Uh, but then he's like killed by the the killer and the killer is now a zombie and then the uh, the rest of the town like just goes back on living because the killer's never found but he's a zombie now but it doesn't make sense because like why would the killer hang out for 15 years in the cemetery and then start this all over again yes um because 15 years later um all those children are now grown up and the the zombie killer decides to start taking his revenge <laughs> um oh. no he's not but then there's like this weird subplot with the whole damn like the cemetery's bought out and they have to move the graves but they want to just put them in a mass grave site instead of doing the work and digging all the holes and it's just stupid but i kind of like the movie it's it's bad but i like it <laughs> i give it a four out of ten uh, then we got Madison County. This is a Dollar Tree pickup. Uh, $1 purchase for. It is a film I remember when it came out, 2011. It was like hated on extremely bad. It's just a slasher. Bunch of kids go to a weird town looking for some killer. Um, the killer wears a pig mask and a night, and you know, it, it's pretty generic, very cliche, but I, it's a slasher. So, and like I said in my review, I would rather have a generic slasher, generic and cliche slasher over any other type of generic and cliche movie. Like, a generic and cliche slasher is still more digestible to me than a generic and cliche possession film, or a generic and cliche haunting, or a generic and cliche uh, vampire film. Like, a slasher will always go down easier for me. I agree. Uh, then I watched, uh, rewatched 2007's Murder Party, which me and you watched together a few years ago. We did. And it was a good time. It was. And it's still a good time. It is. Did you pick this up at Dollar Tree? I did. Yeah. That's what got me thinking about it. And I was like, you know, I want to revisit that. It was probably like three or four years ago. I enjoyed it. Let's see if it holds up. I liked it more this time, so it does hold up. Cool. It really does. It's fun because it's like a Halloween party, you know. It's like a legitimately a Halloween party. I think we watched that with idle hands. Um, Maybe not. I yeah, think. no, it for was, your, think it was, it was for the same year. or was yeah. that a different year? I don't know. It was for your show, but yeah, the Halloween remember. show. But I don't remember yeah. if we did those on the same one. I don't uh, know. Then I watched Ginger Snaps Two, Unleashed. Did I talk about that already? No. Okay. Uh, fall. Have you ever seen this? Yeah, I just watched it this year for the two. Pretty damn good. You guys kind of just dismissed it, huh? It it made our runner up. What was the issue with it? I don't know. We just picked other movies. Yeah, but you guys Wait, what, picked you... some sucky movies. Wait, what year is this? Two thousand four. Yeah. I I don't know, dude. We just like uh, I just put through move. I think we. I don't know, dude. I just put through my moves. They put through their moves, and this was what was left. I know, but I'm saying, like, this is a great movie. 
It's it almost as good, good as the original. I, I like the original they... more, dude. I mean, I do too, but like, what this one is such a good follow-up. Dude, I don't even remember what all the movies were that we put through. I don't know. That series is over! I know, I'm just saying. We've already had our fights about it. Um, well, it had been a while since I watched this, and when, re- when I rewatched it, I was like, this is actually really good. It is good. I, I, I don't know, I like the... I kind of get a little out of it at the end, I found. Well, the end is definitely different because of the territories it goes, but I thought that yeah. was kind of cool because it made me, like, appreciate it because I was like, ah, oh, I didn't see any of this coming. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, Jin, or Bridget is sent to a drug rehabilitation center. What? And, uh, drug rehabilitation center. Um, and... She, because she's addicted to wolfsbane, which is like this stuff that's stopping her from becoming a werewolf because she's infected with the curse. And uh, so this one I thought was dope because it has a allegory on drug drug use and being a junkie because Jin or Bridget looks like a junkie regardless of like it's you know the the drug she's using is essentially a poison. Um, but she still is. She still like fits the characteristics of like a junkie lowlife, which is pretty f- interesting. Uh, because the first one was like the menstruation thing and and you know womanhood and periods and stuff like that. Uh, being in puberty, being tied in with the werewolfisms, and this one has this this drug addict thing, which I thought was cool. Plus, movies set in hospitals are awesome. I just thought it was really dope. Very very solid. It held up. I gave it an eight out of ten. It is good. Uh, then I watched uh, The Wizard of Gore from 1970 for 22 shots. We did the OG versus remake. Um, it's standard Herschel Gordon Lewis bullshit. Just kill people. Not much plot. I was kind of interested in the plot that there was, and then it ruined it sort of at the end. So, yeah. Um, it's like average. And then The Wizard of Gore 2007, which is a remake starring Crispin Glover and the Suicide Girls. Do you know the Suicide Girls? Um, I know that's like a stripper place around here. Is it really? I think so. Um, no, I don't. I know I don't know who that they're is. They're models. They're oh, okay. They're but they're like alternative models, so they're like usually have tattoos and piercings and dyed hair and sometimes their head shaved and stuff like that Interesting. um but you know they, they're in this film there's some models from the suicide girls modeling thing in the movie um but yeah wizard of gore it's uh set in this like post-punk la underground which i did like but the movie just sucks. It, it was released under the Dimension Extreme line, and it's just it's just not good. Um, I gave that one like a four. I, I'm sure that 22 shots will be out before this episode, so you guys can hear there. Uh, 409, movie number 409. I forgot to mention I'm in the 400s now. For the I don't care. Whatever. Uh, Dreaming Purple Neon, 2016, a super micro budget film from director Todd Sheets. He's the one that did the film we reviewed on 22 Shots recently called Clownado. Um, 
this one uh, basically is a bunch of drug dealers trying to get their drugs back from this girl who stole them when she saw them commit a murder, which makes absolutely no freaking sense. And uh, the cool thing about this drug, it's called Purple Neon, and it's extracted from the veins of demons. So that's the coolest part about it, is the, the, what the drug is. But this movie runs entirely too long. It's almost two hours long, and it's complete bullshit. People need to talk to Todd Sheets and be like, bro, like people would like your films way more if they were shorter. Um, so yeah, three out of ten. Uh, then I watched an amazing movie that I'd never seen, never heard of. I might have heard of it. Uh, Angel Heart, starring Robert De Niro and Mickey Rourke. It's about this de- uh, detective, or private eye, you know, a... What do they call those? Private detectives? Private investigator? I don't private know. investigator, yeah. One of those yeah. people that you pay, they're not like a cop or anything. They're just like regular people who are really good at snooping around, and you pay them. Yeah, I think it's, like, just private investigator. Yeah. Um, his name's Harry Angel, and, uh, he is hired by Robert De Niro, um, Lucis, uh, um, Lewis Cipher, and he, uh, basically has to track down this dude named Johnny Favorite, who was a musician who disappeared like 15 years ago um he was like a popular musician and this lewis guy robert de niro's character is looking for him so harry has to like find where he is so he's going to all these different places and trying to find different people that knew him and people start getting murdered that he ends up running into so like he found the dude's old doctor and he basically gets murdered so like now he's the cops are like looking at harry like he has something to do with it and stuff it's really good it's amazing it's set in 1940s uh brooklyn new york and then it moves to um new orleans which is really cool because it's it's i think stuff set in new orleans is really cool sounds pretty cool i shall have to watch it yeah i think you would really like it because it has the nero in it too and it's like really good like after watching dreaming purple neon which i watched these back to back like i was like now this is cinema <laughs> like i was so into <laughs> it it was one of those movies where it was almost two hours it's like an hour 48 or hour 50 or something and i literally was watching it n- not wanting it to end because i was so into it it doesn't I... happen often these days <laughs> yeah no um so yeah pretty good if we ever have another blind watch or something blind spot i'll give that one to you yes which we probably won't because i have no other moves to give to you (laughs) all right um uh after that we have the mcpherson tape 1989 ever see it no do you know about it uh no not really really you don't know about the mcpherson tape i mean i know the title i don't know what it's like about um, it is about a, well, it, it, what's interesting about this movie is it's considered the first true found footage film. So obviously Cannibal Holocaust has found footage elements, like it's found footage, they find it, they, you see them shooting the footage, but at the same time, it's like, it does the, it, it does the movie thing where it's like a movie as well. So 
it's debate if that's considered that's not the traditional found footage that like the Blair Witch Project is where it's all footage yeah um so the McPherson tape is considered to be the first of those kinds because obviously the Blair Witch Project perfected it but before Blair Witch Project there was the last broadcast as well which came out the year before or the same year but no I think it was the year before but it got completely got overshadowed by the Blair Witch. Well, the McPherson tape came out in 1989, so almost 10 years earlier. I'm looking up images, and I want to watch it. So it follows a family um, during a birthday party of a, a niece or a granddaughter or a daughter, whatever, you know, it's different to the family. And the power goes out. And they go out into the woods to check, like, the this power line or something, and they see an alien spaceship with aliens getting out of it, and then they run back to their house. Uh, it's really creepy at times. Mm. It's it's done really well in terms of, like, the setup and things. Even the aliens look good for what they are. The mm. only thing that sucks is, like... And I, I don't know, I haven't seen this in a long time, but I revisited it, because it got released on Blu-ray from AGFA, and I was like, man, the only thing that sucks about this movie is, like, they'll see an alien, and then they'll be like, alright, well, let's go eat this cake. They'll do stuff like that, because <laughs> I think it's like a budget thing, where they just don't, or like a padding thing, like, they just didn't know what to do with the movie, they couldn't make it intense the whole time, so they need these yeah. long periods, that, like, okay, let's go open your presents now. Like, on one hand, you're like, okay, well, maybe it's the family just thinking everything's okay now. Like, what are they going to do? Just, like, stand by the window for the next seven days to see if anything happens? Like, I kind of get it, but it doesn't feel natural. So that's mm-hmm. the only issue I have with it. Other than that, it's it's pretty creepy. It's it's a cool movie. I gave it a seven. It's, it's definitely neat in terms of just dope that it exists and cool that somebody like made this movie in 1989 with a camcorder and six thousand dollars yeah i want to watch it now yeah perfect for halloween too and it's only 60 it's like 65 minutes yay (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh then i revisited the fly the fly the original the fly yep the original 1958 the fly um, of course I bought that Scream Factory collection that had all the fly moves in it and I was like, you know what, let me pop this baby in because we were talking about it on 22 shots. It holds up, it's good. I, I really like the original fly, do you? Yeah, I do actually. I think it's very good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it really is. I think that it it's, a, it's an awesome movie. Uh, obviously, the thing that you start to do first is compare it to the remake which it's a completely different movie but i think they both can still exist and work in their own ways because the original is not a it's like not a uh it's not like gory or anything but it still is creepy and the story is different too which Mm -hmm. makes it more engaging because you're basically finding out what happened to this guy not watching what happens to this guy right Right, because the 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 remake, you meet Jeff Goldblum, and you watch what happens to him. Mm-hmm. But in the original, the guy's dead, and you find out what happened to him. 
Yeah, I barely remember. It's been a long time since it's, I've seen it. It's but I told the very differently name. because mm-hmm. the the they find the man in this hydraulic press dead, and the woman, his wife, says that she murdered him, or she Ew. said that she killed him, and uh-huh. eventually Vincent Price's character, who's in love with her, and it's actually the brother of the the scientist. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts questioning on on what happened and she basically starts telling him the story of how he was doing this research on this teleportation and a fly got in it blah 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 really good i I really like that movie 8.5 out of 10 and the final film that i watched is the new york ripper uh from 1982 uh watched it on 4k pretty much every time i've watched the new york ripper i've liked it more and more I think the only true issue with it is the motivation of the killer just doesn't make much sense to me and it's kind of wonky in in that but a lot of giallos are but there's some like great gore in it uh of course you got the eye slice you got some straight razor kills um a glass bottle into the vagina kill um and there's a nipple slice <laughs> there's a lot going on there and then uh also you just you kind of have some sle- it's sleazy as all hell. Of course, the toe. The toe scene. Yes. Everybody knows that. Yes. Um, but yeah, it uh, looks good on 4K. Definitely one of my favorite Falchi films. Not my favorite, but definitely one of them. And uh, yeah, I gave it a 8 out of 10. Um, in hindsight, it possibly could have made my 82 list. Because uh, I definitely like it more than... I did before so that is it for my watches i guess uh, i shall do my blind spot now yes okay my blind spot it this week is the wedding singer from what year is it uh, uh 95 98 i don't know <laughs> the wedding singer i think it's 98 98 now i don't understand this movie has nothing to do with Crash and Weddings. It's called The Wedding Singer. I know, but everybody talks about this wedding crashing thing, and it, I never even see it. Yeah, that's Wedding Crashers. No, buddy, you don't understand. That's the one with, like, Owen Wilson or something. I know. Uh, but no, so, yeah, this movie follows Adam Sandler. He is a wedding singer, quite literally. Uh, and he sings at weddings. Um, he meets this girl, played by Drew Barrymore there, uh, at one of the weddings. She's like a waitress. And, you know, they have a good bonding moment where she's all down in the dumps because she doesn't think her boyfriend's going to propose to her. And Adam Sandler, you know, tries to have her look on the bright side and basically say, like, you're worthwhile, essentially. Um and he's in a relationship with this girl and she basically breaks it off with him and then he's all upset about it and miserable and and because they were supposed to get married because she like leaves him like high and dry like i think either at the ceremony or like before the ceremony or like like, at the altar yeah so he's like dead inside and he's all miserable and uh then he befriends the girl who uh played by drew barrymore and she actually is gonna her husband like officially proposes or you know gives her a date that they want to get married so adam sandler starts helping her out like helping her with dresses and and he know because he has all these wedding connections because he's a wedding singer 
like the cake and stuff like that and they start to develop a relationship and they kind of fall in love and also it's really easy because turns out who could have guessed it the guy she's marrying is kind of a douchebag yes um so that's kind of the plot honestly it was so what are you serious i could tell like this whole time that you were about to like it just seemed like you were disrespecting the plot while you're saying it it's stupid dude it's so funny what part is funny dude you don't think it's funny when he's like hold it together guy and then he's like damn it like takes the mirror and throws it when his wife or whenever his wife come his no his girlfriend comes up to him and is like i'm sorry and she's like gives her whole spiel and he's like that would have been useful to me yesterday and then and then that other part wherever he's like i wrote this like when i was with her and then when i wasn't and he's like oh somebody kill no, me no that's please. the i didn't like that part at all uh, you didn't like that, that part? I, no, it was stupid. It was, eh, it was like kind of cringy. What about George? Who's oh George? Um, you didn't watch the movie. Who's George? Freaking I don't know. Alexa, Alexis Arquette. Yeah, okay. What about him? That part where he gets, like, he has him fill in and sing and he sings yeah, he that sucks. whole song. And it's fun. No, it's funny because then he's like. He, it's like the time is like up and then he's like doesn't know another song so he starts singing again and they're all like what the hell yeah no I'm sorry okay um <laughs> the the funny stuff to me was like the 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 old lady where she starts talking and she's like I was at your breast and uh your penis and <laughs> she kept saying penis that was funny to me um and then when she gives him the meatballs and <laughs> she's like here hold out your hands that was funny um i do really buy the relationship between adam sandler and um drew barrymore i like that aspect of it drew barrymore actually is like super cute in this movie and likable um adam sandler is actually kind of good at playing that like basic romance like falling in love thing i don't know why i just kind of always like it but this plot to this movie is, like, as generic as it comes, dude. Like, I mean, come on. The boyfriend is so douchey. Like, he's, like, just oozes douche. It's so clear. And, like, for me, I never... I never feel bad for the characters in the movie, like Drew Barrymore. Dude, this is a comedy. Because okay, I, I know, and I, I... Here's the thing. And that's the reason why I'm not a huge fan of comedies. Especially, like, rom-coms. Because they are so paper-thin bullshit. And I'm like, I can't feel bad for this character when he's so clearly a douche to everybody around her. There's nothing that he... He's even a douche to her! And I'm just like, okay. So, like, you know that this guy's a douche. Like, you, she knows deep down the whole time. And it just, like, confirms that with all these things that happen where she starts testing him, like, the window seat and stuff like that. Um, it's just... It's just basic easy writing and uh i i just i'm not a huge fan of that in in movies in comedies and rom-coms like i just i i want them to respect the characters a little bit more and that's the problem with most of these of this era is it's just where the good writing comes in is not in the plot it's in what happens on around the plot um 
like and the whole like ending with like Billy Idol on a plane that was fucking just too much it's too much so unrealistic and stupid um it was a good I enjoyed it no you didn't (laughs) yes I did no I liked the movie it's just if I'm being critical on it it's dumb it's not a good movie in terms of like plot it's good in terms of characters i like the characters i actually like adam sandler he's actually less adam sandlery than he normally is which i appreciate uh yeah that's why i always like this one more growing up than like freaking water boy and billy madison because he's like not acting like an idiot. excuse me mentally handicapped <laughs> yes like he's like actually playing a character like a wedding it's, it's did, just cool when it's can you let them know that you're podcasting they don't know dude they don't <laughs> well they care. should know um, but no, yeah, I agree. Um, even though I love Little Nicky, and I do like the Waterboy a lot, and Billy Madison has not held up for me at all. Happy Gilmore is way better, in my opinion. The ones where he's literally playing like a dumbass, like, I, those ones don't hold up for me. They're kind of cringy now. But, like, this, Big Daddy, um... Yeah, Big Daddy is one of my favorites. What's Happy Gilmore, um, Do you like, do you like 51st Dates? It's okay. I don't love it. Drew Barrymore's in that too, huh? Yeah, that's why I asked. Yeah, I like Drew Barrymore a lot. I never really watched her in anything besides Scream, and I don't like her in Scream. Like, I mean, I love that scene, and she's cool and stuff like that, but she just looks looks like an annoying girl. Um, She looks the same in this movie. No, her hair's a little longer. Uh Uh-oh, but okay, that makes a difference. It does, because she just looks like, she looks like a Karen (laughs) in Scream. But in this, she looks like, I don't know, she's cute. Yeah. And I love her in Santa Clarita. Yeah, she was great. But what about Steve Buscemi's in this movie, too? He plays in good moves. Yeah, he's okay. Remember at the end, he's, like, singing at his wedding? Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Oh, that's another thing. I hate singing in movies. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Dude, it's good. He's all like, "Oh, I know, that's me. You look like you're lots of fun." I love the beginning. But the, the only this thing, does like, have a good um, soundtrack and jet, like non-singing stuff, like every Adam Sandler movie. Does. Left hand side, like that song and stuff. There's some good stuff in there. I I agree though. I don't like the. I never as a kid like that Billy Idol part. I thought that was stupid that he's on the plane. Yeah, stupid. But. Um, but no, it's it's probably my least favorite of the things that I watched for this. Wow. What? I don't know, dude. I just thought you were going to like it because you like Alexis Arquette. You like no, Alexis I don't. Well, hold on. You what, love her. Where is this Alexis Arquette love coming from? I, I, I'm a, I've never... St- what are you talking about? <laughs> you liked her at once, I thought. No, I just, I know of her. That's, I'm just, like, whenever she's in a movie, I'm like, oh, that's Alexis Arquette, because there's not a lot of people where you see them as a male, and then they become a female later on in their life. It's funny, because in this movie, she's, like, a guy, but she's just a transvestite-looking guy. Right. But that she actually was in real life becoming, and I didn't know that. But anyway, uh, well, that's this is very disappointing to me, but whatever. I guess we shall move on. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Uh, not bad. Not I guess bad. It's... But yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do your blind spot here. Alright, do you have the paper up in front of you? No. Alright, uh, number 11. I said no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 11 hold on. for you what? is super bad. My number 11 is super bad? Yes, right? Isn't it? Yeah. 
Yep. Super bad it is. I love super bad. You're going to have a blast. Am I, though? I bet I'm not going to like yeah. this. You're going to like it. You it have to, so dude. Awesome you either have to like it or you don't have a soul. Because this is this is prime 2000s comedy here. I've watched this I movie dozens like of times. Movies. I yeah, didn't watch I don't, those. Yeah, because you were a loser in the 2000s. That's why. I was a little kid in the 2000s. These yeah, were all like, very, loser. like... No, oh, dude, these were like I was watching like stuff like The Wedding Singer instead because these ones were all naughty. Like I don't like these naughty comedies. I bet there's a lot of penises in it, and it's all there's about no sex. There's no penises in it. Well, there's well, drawn penises, but that doesn't it's count. Got that fat guy in it, and that Jonah Hill. Guy. Yeah. Has some respect on my man's name. Did you ever see him on one of those roast of shows? No. Well, it's funny because they always just make fun of his weight, and I bet I always think like this kid probably goes home and like stabs himself. Yeah, remember anyway. when he got like unfat and then he wasn't funny at all? Yeah, it happens. <sighs> you run out of jokes. He, I love Jonah Hill. I think he's great. And also, have you seen Mid Nineties? Because that movie's phenomenal, and he directed it, and I love it. No, I didn't. Okay, well that'll be a future blind spot for you. Uh, you have so many blind spots. If you were in a car, you would wreck. Um, okay, so let's get into our featured review, right? Right? Did you say if I'm a car, I'll wreck? Yeah, you would wreck. That was stupid. Because you have so many blind spots. (laughs) You're stupid. That's dumb. Did you find that somewhere? No, I came up with that myself. No, I doubt it. Okay, so, um, yeah, we're getting into our feature review then. Yes? Yep. No, yes. Okay. So that would be 12 hours shift from 20... Make sure you have those letterboxed reviews ready to go for the end, too. Oh, I guess I am doing those now. But, uh, so 12 hours shift 2020... This is a black comedy thriller movie, and the plot is bodies start to pile up when a drug user nurse and her cousin try to find a replacement kidney for an organ trafficker. Yes. So what did you think? First of all, let me just get this out of the way, because it was bothering me the whole move. Uh, don't you have to have, like, the same, like, blood type and stuff to get a kidney to work? Or can you literally just take anybody? You, you, you have like I just watched my sister's keeper, and like they made a pretty big <laughs> deal about the fact that like only certain people can use certain people's kidneys. Yes, that is true. Yes. Well, that's a huge plot problem. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that's funny because I, I was just gonna. That is funny. You just happen to watch a movie about kidney transplant now. Dude, it's been happening like a ton because I watched another movie. They just happened to have some shit about drugs in it in a horror movie. And then I watched another one that had drugs in it. And then I watched a bunch of mad scientist movie. It's just been happening nonstop. Yeah, well, this movie's set in 1998, so perhaps back then they didn't know that. I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, that doesn't know. Yeah, you would have had to have known that. Um, I don't know, though. I enjoyed the film i i mean it's like pure black comedy for the most part you know it's very light on actual horror although there is like blood and violence and stuff like that but um it's very much um supposed to be more on the funny side and it worked for me i thought there was a lot of funny moments to it um i like i think angela bettis is a very good actress um yeah she plays like a completely different character in this one she's just like 
what is her southern accent like what does her actual voice sound like because i feel like every movie she's in she doesn't have the same voice and it's weird because it's like really deep in this movie too have you seen sick girl yeah and it's like deep and like has an accent to it in that movie and that's that too oh really yeah did you remember uh no i don't think so yeah because i remember being really confused when i watched that because i had only really known her for may and carrie where she sounds like very obviously she's supposed to be timid sounding but her voice is like high-pitched sounding in those movies and then in sick girl it's like more deep it's so weird but Mm -hmm. i mean i think it just shows she's very dynamic and good at playing different characters because in my head i always thought like this girl has to be really awkward in real life because that's all she plays but in this movie she's just playing a normal type of woman not really normal but very different from what she usually does and she did a really good job i thought right yeah i think that um i mean it's it's not serious but it's weird because it almost is at times you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. played very dark i guess uh i thought it was like a really good time waster a film you didn't really have to put too much thought into yeah Uh, yeah um, um good i mean i agree it's a it i just thought it was a fun ride i was kind of hoping it was like more of a serious film is like my main thing i guess and it does it gets very um a little more over the top towards the end but i think that's all part of the comedy but there's some stuff with that that i kind of was like get on with it but i had a fun time with it i mean and I like the characters, and I like the whole David Arquette thing. I thought that was, <laughs> like, I, I, he's like, I hate cops. It's funny. Angela like, Bettis is a good, like, at leading the show. Like, she's really yeah. funny when she's like, she's like, God, you're stupid. You know, like, she's talking to her. The whole thing with her and her cousin is probably the best part for me. Because mm-hmm. she's like, keeps messing everything up. And she's like, just killing people. And like, Angela Bettis keeps having to, having to deal with it, like... And then she, she's like, you, uh, like, you didn't take his kidney. And she's like, then what is this? And she's like, it's his bladder. And she's like, how do you know? And she's like, because I seen the body and it's in the front, not the back. That's his bladder. <laughs> and she just, like, killed that kid for no reason because she has his stupid bladder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, she's really, she she is very good at, like, just making everyone look dumb in the movie. Um, and I like the part, same thing with, like, the old guy with the dialysis. Right. It's like, that's she dialysis. She just, like, dumps bleach, bleach down his throat. Yeah, and she's like, dialysis you're an idiot. Like, your kidneys are failing. <laughs> They're, like, in their lot. Your kidneys don't work anymore. That's why you get dialysis. Right. Which but, is so stupid. Yeah. Um, she's an idiot <laughs> yeah but I thought it was a fun movie I like the character uh, I mean I like the I like that old lady too who's just like doesn't know what's going on the whole time but she like there will be just dead people in front of her and she's just like please don't say a bad word and stuff mm-hmm. like that um, there's a lot going on in the movie I could see people not liking this very much if they're expecting something different or if they don't get the comedy this seems like a year with a lot of just horror comedies to me but it's like the popular thing it seems like yeah um these movies aren't like my favorite type of thing but i thought this one was pretty good it was pretty fun 
Um, I don't think it's like anything special, but mm. it it definitely you know was an entertaining watch and it goes by quick. Um, it's all situational comedy, right? It's just like like okay, like now this this kidney's Problem. gone and now this one's <laughs> gone. It's just like uh, funny because he's she's like you know how did you lose? She's like <laughs> she's like no it's her fault. And she's like, how is it my fault? I'm the one that gave you the kidneys. You lost two <laughs> kidneys in one night? Like, <laughs> um, Mick Foley's in this, which is weird. Who's that? He's a profession- former professional wrestler, Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why I don't do this. Yeah. Kind of weird that he's in this. He's, he plays the guy who wants the kidneys. That's what I assumed when you said that. Yeah. But uh overall I I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was good. Um It's 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 a film that's a little hard to review because like it's all all it is is like moments, right? Yeah, it's just it's like a, a mo- mm-hmm. okay, like now she's in the morgue with a dead body and there's a dumb cop. You know, now she's in a room with a girl who's like asking her why why did you what who are you? And then she hits her with a thing. You know, it's like it's all these individual moments of uh comedic stuff some stuff works some stuff doesn't but i think that i think the movie's fun at least which is what's important to me and it's kind of funny that like you know it all takes place on one night in a hospital that's pretty cool too that's literally what i was gonna say like i like the concept of the 12 hour shift right and it's like just a typical shift for her and then just completely everything goes wrong and i like the ending comment on Lacey's post <laughs> yeah that he's they... like let's make a sequel with jeremy called 16 hour shift 18 hours 18 hour shift and jeremy's like yeah <laughs> lol in my industry that's a typical day and i'm like we know that's the, that's the joke thing. because you complain about it all the time <laughs> dude that would be funny it would just be him like bitching the whole time about his job I gotta stand here for uh, three hours, and then it's like you gotta, gotta listen dr- to the walkie. The walkie is the thing in this industry, or else you'll get fired. Does he say that? Yeah, on his live streams, he thinks he's cool because he has a walkie. Oh, uh, I have a walkie too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, twelve-hour shift. Um, I mean, I recommend it if you like horror comedies. I, I think it's fun movie. Uh. Like you said, situational. It's that type of. It's a whole movie, basically, of these people getting into a pickle over and over again, and nothing going right. Right. So, with that being said, I guess we can dive into some letterbox reviews, correct? Yep. All right. Um. Let's see here. I'll read. I guess I'll read this one as a two and a half star review. This is gonna be the negative. Um. Angela Bettis as a nurse who gets extra cash by poisoning patients and removing vital organs and selling them to a criminal enterprise. Dark comedy, but with some occasional horror elements. David Arquette is a rare villain role, but in the end, the true villains of the film are undeniably the lead and her accomplices. First half was pretty bad, but it got better in the second half. Watchable, if you don't mind a mean-spirited film, completely lacking any morals or likable characters, but certainly not a must-see. Alright, that wasn't as bad as I thought, but... Um, most of the reviews are, like, pretty much, like, three stars, and that's, like, the average, it seems like. That's not too bad. Let's see, here is a 
force. Oh god, that's long. That is long. I don't like reading. I don't like this job. Let me see. Let me find one that's not that long. This one's long too. Oh no. Oh no. Hold on. Okay, here. Now, I'll just read the four star. I'll suck it up. Angela Blaze plays Mandy, a nurse working the night shift in an Arkansas hospital. She's a good nurse, if you excuse the fact that she steals and takes drugs, kills patients, and sells their organs on the black market. The film follows one eventful shift where the kidney she was selling via her idiot cousin Regina goes missing and all chaos breaks loose. As the hapless pair scramble to find as the hapless pair scramble to find a replacement. It's quite a feat to take such an incredibly dark setting, terminally ill patients and exploitive careers carers don't scream laugh riots to me, and turn it into a caper, but twelve hour shift pulls it off brilliantly. The script is scapple sharp. The characters feel authentic enough to work. The southern dialect was perfect. But broad enough that you embrace the insanity as the plot escalates. And escalate it does, constantly, for the whole 90 minutes. I think it was longer than that. Like, it starts at a pretty outrageous point, a kidney in a bag packed into a cooler with soda cans and just gets crazier and crazier. It's also really nicely shot to low budget with very dynamic photography and editing to keep it feeling slick and smooth. I am done reading letterbox reviews. Why? Because it sucks. I feel stupid. I feel like Jeremy. I can't read. And it's hard because I'm always... I don't read them ahead of time. I'm yeah, but that, if you just read them ahead of time, you'll be fine. But I can't because we're trying to review the move. I know, but I mean, before we get on. Yes, but I don't know. I don't remember. I don't recall when this became my job. Whenever I stopped feeling like doing it. Yes, which was just today. No. Yes. The last couple times. All right, well... All right, I let's mean, that was, rate that was this... It. Film, then we will get out of here. Sorry, I got tired all of a sudden. I see. Alright, um, I'm coming in at a seven and a half out of ten. Seven, I gave it an eight because I had a fun time with it. I thought it was enjoyable and a quick watch. So, alright. Eight. Alright. So that's it for this week, guys. We will see you guys next week with another one. Not sure what we're doing yet, but we will let you know. Right. Peace.